Hello and welcome to the All Blacks Edition, episode 56, I think it is. Jeez, wow, we are clocking on um, with these, aren't we? And tonight's show is going to be a bit of a, an interesting one, as we have no show notes, which is great. So um, I will be making things up as we go along. Now, it's not entirely true. We have got some show notes. We'll be talking about the Black Ferns. We'll be talking about the Mary All Blacks. And obviously, we'll be talking about the All Blacks themselves as well. Uh, but uh, And joining me to do all of that is the real Mike Pullman. How are you doing, sir? Good to be here, Paul. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm still recovering from the the disappointment of the cricket, but uh, I'm alive. And um, yeah, let's just move on, New Zealand, shall we? The um, now the we 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 can we can do a um have a have a quick segue onto that. Personally, I uh, yeah I was watching I watched the uh, the the so what we're talking about here is the ICC uh, one day game, so 50 overs. Uh, final that was between World Cup final that was between England and uh, the uh, Black Caps. Now, uh, England came into this one as the favourites. Uh, the Black Pack, Black Packs, the Black Caps didn't, um, uh, and they did very well to overcome uh, India in the semi final in a, in a very tight game. So I think uh, making the final was good for them. Uh, to, to be to, to be fair, and I, I think they had a good tournament overall. Yeah, they did. And, you know, I mean, it was just such a, a shock ending. I don't think we'll ever see a, uh, a game of cricket, let alone a, a World Cup final like that again. So, um, yeah, it's, it's sad, it's disappointing and still in shock about all the variables that just didn't go our way. But um, I just, you know, feel for those guys. But, you know, credit to England and um, credit for, you know, how they've really been open and honest about... Um, you know those variables that that I mentioned. So yeah, all, all around. Um, oh, both sides have been yeah. a credit the way they've dealt with those variables. There's been no throwing a toy out the pram, uh, like we see from a lot of rugby coaches who go, "Oh, it's all the refs' fault that we lost this game." Yeah, none of that rubbish from these uh, from from these two sides, which has been great to see. Yes, there was. A, 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 I mean, Kane Williamson came out and said that yeah, the referee is human, uh, and he is. So folks, uh, take a leaf out of his book, and uh, and yeah, the referee's human. Let them make a mistake or two. Uh, and, and, and let's not get so hung up on things. But the Black Ferns, they won the Super Series by beating England in the final game there, uh, winning the Super Series by a, sol- a solitary point um, overall to uh, maintain their place at the top of the table in World Rugby. Uh, how did, how, how, um, uh, did, you, did you catch the highlights of, uh, England, of New Zealand women versus England? <laughs> no, no, I don't. Um, yeah. I, I, I did watch the the, the Maori All Blacks, which we'll talk about later. But um, yeah, you, you know, just I guess thinking about it, um, pretty good result for for the Black Ferns, and and that'll help them um, from a momentum standpoint heading into into these matches against the Wallaroos. And I mean, uh, a lot of people I think underestimate the Wallaroos. Um, I know they're not quite as developed as. Um, some of the other female countries, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to a, a tight, hopefully a, a tight test series. And um, you know, everything I've seen on Twitter um, from this this series in the US, it's nothing but positive. So, so that's awesome. I've heard some negative moaning around the facilities and that kind of thing, but hey, look, get uh, but yeah, get over it. Um, also, the the quick turnarounds. It was five games. Yeah, or, uh, sorry, uh, yes, uh, sorry, four games in two weeks uh five rounds of games in those uh, so over over three weekends and plus the two weeks in between uh, and that's unfortunately what we do see with the women's game is that look the most of these sides aren't fully professional sure 
uh, if we look at, so we had New Zealand, England, France, Canada, and the USA. Now, I believe uh, New Zealand, England, and France are all fully professional now, but uh, the uh, Canada and the USA are not. So getting time off to play six-week tournaments uh, on a regular basis is not uh, not feasible. So I understand why they why they squeeze it in to, to that. It does mean that there is some squad rotation, uh, but that's good. It means everyone gets, uh, lets you build depth. Uh, we got and to get these five the five top teams in the world together to play a tournament and to give them extra games, I think it's fantastic. Uh, hat tip to Kendra uh, Kotsage on her fiftieth cap as well. Yeah, great, great player. I'm also great, pretty good on on um, Sky TV's caps as well. Um, I just think you know moving forward it would be uh, you know good to see a bit more put into the women's game. I, I know there's a lot more than what there's previously been and. Um, you know, they're still trying to make this a, a professional sport, really. So it's, it's going to take a while, but I'm, I'm really excited for um, Super Women's competition. I think that's Super Super Rugby Women's, whatever it's going to be called. That's going to be awesome. So um, I think we, we're going to be, in 10 years, we'll be looking back and, um, you know, Women's Rugby will be um, a, a lot further than there's now probably where where people want it to be at the moment, to be fair. Yeah, uh, looking at the most calendar, the Farrah Palmer Cup will be kicking off soon with uh, soon after the Minor 10 Cup kicks off. I reckon that I can make three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I can make eight double headers. So I, mean, I think, I think I'm, I'll be covering eight of the Farrah Palmer Cup uh, women, uh, games during, because that's the women's domestic competition here in New Zealand uh, during the season. So I'm looking forward to, to doing that. Uh, so yes, if you uh, if anyone fancy sponsoring me or to get around to all these minor ten cup games and Farrah Palmer Cup games, then please do so. Uh, I could do with some help with the old petrol. Uh, and uh, if you look at my LinkedIn video, you can uh, you can check out that you can sort of you can look. Okay, there's, there's space right there for a logo for your logo if you'd like to sponsor the driving mall, um, and uh, also on the side of my car as well. And I'll be getting I'll be doing a lot of driving around those uh, those tournaments. So. But before we just knock off this one, uh, New Zealand, as they beat England, um, all the teams lost at least one game. Uh, New Zealand lost to France, uh, France lost to England and Canada, uh, the, and every team at least won one game as well. Even uh, the USA, who had a minus 103 points difference over the four games, managed to, um, managed to get a victory as well. So I think that that's, it shows the competitiveness here. This came down to bonus points uh, that New Zealand just um, got up over England um, for the overall title. Um, and as you say, it's good leading into the um, games against the Wallaroos. The Wallaroos this weekend will be playing, uh, oh, sorry, last weekend played against um, Japan, where they're not sure of a 34 5 victory. Uh, and they have a second game this Friday as well before to warm up for those Bledisloe Cup games. So looking forward to those. Uh, and it's a, that's a good start to the season for the Blackferns um, after losing to France, uh, well, well, so drawing the series in France last November 1 all. Um, and that's how that went. So, do you want to give us a quick? I, I must. Admit, I didn't watch the whole of the Fiji Maori All Blacks game, but I did catch the highlights. Do you want to give us a quick rundown as to ha- how the game went? Yeah, I was sort of watching it um, in the middle of doing a bit of writing, so I wasn't fully engaged either. But you know, from what I saw, uh, Fiji were fantastic first and foremost. You know, it's, it'd be very easy to to overly criticise the Maori All Blacks. Um, but Fiji, their, their offloading game was incredible. Um, their, their power, um, you know, we all look at these guys and we, we expect, you know, that they'll run and they'll break tackles, but um, they, they did that even better than 
what I thought they were going to do. And it was their composure as well, um, you know, when in front of the trial line they managed to, um, you, you know, take advantage of the opportunities. Um, uh, I forget the scoreline, but just... Uh, 27-10. Yeah, just at a brief glance, I felt the, the Maori All Blacks were... Um, they, they just had no real um, flow to their game. They... Uh, made some very basic errors, which was quite surprising, um, considering some of the players in that side. Um, I, I feel sorry for the likes of um, O'Toole Black. Um, he should have been a lot better. Um, but, you know, I, I question the preparation to this game, and, and I question the the seriousness that they really took to this. So I think, um, you know, a lot of these guys, even the, the day of the game, you know, couple of hours before kickoff were you know shirtless getting a suntan by the pool you know to me that's not good enough um and i think the the laid back approach um is is a big reason why they just didn't front up on the park so um they they should come back and, and do well in road war and if they don't um clearly something's not not really going well, but but again, how much how much do you really put into this? You know, like do we do we criticise them too much? I mean, it's just a couple of one-off games, really. Um, you know, they won't be playing. I don't think they play again till maybe the end of the year. So, hey. True. I mean, the Nigel Book's thinking about about three games a year. I mean, it's not they don't get to play uh, as as many games. Um, oh, I think maybe they got four games actually last year. Uh, uh, so you know, three, yeah, three games. So they got to play USA, Brazil, and Chile uh, in that November window. Um, the year before, they got two games against the the British and Irish Lions in Canada, um, losing to the British and Irish Lions. They've lost today. Those are the two sort of big games that I think will register on people's radar. Uh, and I think there's going to be a lot of people go, well, hey, this Mario Blacks team doesn't actually win many games, um, having lost to the British and Irish Lions, having lost to Fiji, but. Actually, if you look at their record, that's their only two losses um, since way back, way back when. Uh, the, the, the loss previous to that was to England back in 2003 uh, uh, down, uh, down in New Plymouth um, at Yarrow Stadium. So since 2003, let's say that, that, one, that one loss um, to, to England, uh, they have not, they've only lost two games, once the British and Irish Lions and now once um, to Fiji. So that's a pretty... Uh, well, that's a very good record. I, we're not hearing the same sort of questions that we heard back in perhaps 2011, uh, 2015, uh, maybe even uh, before then, where people were suggesting that the Mario Blacks, uh, where would they finish if they went to the Rugby World Cup? And people were saying, oh, they'd finish like second or third if they went to the Rugby World Cup. Uh, this side is nowhere that kind of vintage. No, not at all. And, and I think it's very similar in, in, in a way to... You see, another twenty is. I think it's not so much about the results. I think it's actually about you know. Yes, the results have been good um, for the most part, as you said. But I, I really think that this is more just a you know for players who are um, you know kind of fringe All Blacks. Yes, we had Nathan Harris um, and, and others in there have been in the All Black environment, but it's more about you know uh, fitness. It's more about you know that those intense experiences at, at the at, I guess the top level of rugby and um, for for all that though you know Fiji were fantastic as I said and and I think 
I think they're going to tip a team or two over in this World Cup, actually, if they can play anywhere close to the way they played in Suva. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see how they go uh, this weekend, backing up from that. And then again, I think in the match at Eden Park, don't quote me on that, but are they involved in that, that match? Uh, that... Uh, yes, they're playing... Yep. Uh, I can't which which order it is, but some. Um, yeah. The is it Samoa that's playing the Heartland Championship? Yep. And fifteen, and then Tonga and Fiji playing each other, I think. Yeah. So I mean, it'd be interesting to see how um, Fiji go in the next couple of games. Like, but based on what we saw, I think there every chance of, um, like I said, tipping over a couple of teams in this tournament and. And uh, hey, I believe they're in the same pool as Australia, so uh, yeah, maybe maybe Aussie will get the upset there. Yeah, I mean, before we move on to to feature, I mean, in that Mario Blacks team, as you say, we've got Nathan Harris uh, who was on the bench, uh, who should be upset about not making the um, uh, the All Blacks uh, squad. Uh, other players that we should have been looking at trying to make a statement: Akira Iwani, um obviously. Uh, um, Tua Lomax uh, in their Triple T uh, all players I think would have been wanting to make uh, statements to, and asking questions of say look this is how well I'm playing why aren't I in the, actually in, in the full back squad a couple of players also in there Tyrone uh, uh, Waldron and Thompson who people really rate in the half in the in those centre positions um, but uh, we know that centre is absolutely stacked at the moment so perhaps not uh, not, not for them so much but definitely Lomax Kiriwani Triple T and Nathan Harris should all have been uh, putting their hands up in a big way to say, hey, this is our, why didn't you pick us for the All Blacks? Yeah, and the result ain't going gonna to help them um, Not at either. All. So, uh, so it really comes down to road to I was at a, uh, I was, I was at a club game at the weekend and I had a quick chat with, a ga- with um, uh, God blank, uh, Stephen Harris. The, um, Stephen Harris? No, not Stephen Harris. Wrong person entirely. Oh, Scott's... No, Scott's. Um, oh, anyway, he's a he's a player agent. Anyway, we were sat down chatting with him about about this game. He's like, look, where have the great Mario uh, Mary forwards gone? Um, and that's basically you haven't. That basically we we've seen a, a lot of those kind of roles have. Uh, we've, we've got a lot of the people of, of sort of Tongan descent now uh, who have emigrated to New Zealand. We're looking at second generation. Um, Tongan descent people who are filling, who, who are now we're seeing a lot of them in those kind of uh, in those sort of forward roles, um, and, have that, um, and that perhaps we're not seeing uh, perhaps yeah the strength in the forwards just isn't there that they used to be uh, amongst amongst the sort of the the, the, the Maori players, uh, and perhaps and so he was looking at that and I was, it was kind of interesting to hear him talk about that uh, and maybe that is a place where there was that. Um, that they came up a little bit short in this game uh, against the uh, against the Fijians. But talking of the Fijian of Fiji, because you uh, and uh, looking towards that Rugby World Cup. So, if we look at Pool D, which is the one that they're in, um, they play Australia, Wales, Georgia, and Uruguay. Now, Uruguay is going to be a comfortable game. Let's be honest, Fiji should be happy. Should, should, we'll go into that one as favourites. Up against Georgia, that's going to be an interesting one. I mean, Fiji are, are ranked like four or five places above Georgia in the world rankings, but Georgia did uh, turn over Tonga um, at the last World Cup, which led to them getting the automatic qualification. 
which is why a lot of people were going, well, why is Fiji a fourth seed? Fiji a fourth seeded uh, in, this, in this pool because they didn't get automatic qualification. They had to qualify, and they qualified as the um, Pacific number one. Um, so, I, yes, I mean, I, I would be backing Fiji, uh, Fiji against Georgia in, in that game. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, which uh, against Wales, I think it's going to be an extremely tough game. Wales in the top three of the world at the moment. Uh, I can't, must admit, I can't see. I mean, Wales have slipped up against Fiji in the past. I can't see it happening um, in this one, though, personally. Uh, which brings it all down to that Australia game. Yeah. Um, and uh, to me, that game is, uh, is, is going to be absolutely juicy. Uh, and uh, it's on Saturday, September the 21st. I think that's the second day. Yeah, yeah so it's the first game for Australia um, in the in tournament. So, um, you know, I kind of get the vibe of um, uh, Japan versus Springboks, um, you know, from the last World Cup. So, so yeah, that game is going to be massive. That is going to be massive. We, there, there is a slight problem um, for viewers um, on the uh, f- for that game on September the twenty first because uh, we have on will have had the uh, especially if you're in New Zealand will have been will uh, on on at ten forty five p.m. on the Friday we'll have Japan versus Russia and everyone is going to be dialing in. Let's be honest for that game because it's the first game of the World Cup. So it's going to finish uh, after midnight um, and then. So that's going to be a good session. Luckily for us, Australia versus Fiji then is 4.45 in the afternoon on, um, on that Saturday. And that kicks off a, a fantastic um, Saturday worth of games. So you've got that game first, which, as I say, um, a great opportunity for Fiji to upset the, the Wallabies and put themselves in pole position to qualify for the quarterfinals. We've already said they're probably going to, they're going as favourites against Georgia. Um, they're going to beat Uruguay. If they lose to Wales, hey, that's um, three wins, one loss. That should see them through. Um, we follow that up with France versus Argentina um, from Pool B, is it with England? Um, anyway, it's, with the, it's with the same pool as England, I've got which letter it is. Um, which again, cracking game. Whichever one of those two losers is really uh, looking at not making the playoffs. Uh, so France and Argentina, massive game there. And we follow that up at 9.45 with the um, New Zealand versus um, South Africa. So you've, um, was actually, is that a, 9.45 intro, 10.45 kickoff, or is it... Uh, um, uh, I think it's 10.45 kickoff. The, um, so, uh, as, as, as the evening game, so um, New Zealand versus Africa, obviously, again, that's going to decide who tops the group. Uh, whoever loses that game is probably going to be facing Ireland in the quarterfinals rather than Scotland. So, again, three massive games on Saturday 21st. What I'm going to be doing uh, next week for my Patreons, link down below if you'd like to become a Patreon for only a dollar, uh, a month or you can pay as much as you like is I'm going to do a video exclusively for them going through all of the must watch games of the pool stages um, and you've got to say Saturday the 21st um, there's three must watch games there one after the other I'll go through uh, so you know which games to put in your calendar um, uh, so you don't miss any of the key games in the pools I'm going to run through all the key games for you so have a look out um, for that next week but yeah that's going to be a cracking day isn't it yeah, and it's, uh, you know, I guess it is relevant. Uh, the moment of reckoning for Spark Sport, um, you know, that, that all black game. Uh, boy, oh, they, they'll be sweating on that one. Um, so, so yeah, I, I can't wait. Um, that uh, France-Argentina game will be a cracker. Um, Argentina, for me, 
have every reason to believe they can go all the way in this World Cup. Um, <clears throat> but that starts obviously in rugby championship, and um, yeah, oh, I can't wait. It's good, you know, Russia versus Japan. Yeah, I, I guess I'll watch it like you see because it's still a tournament, but um, yeah, I'll be excited for day two, definitely. Yeah, that day two, um, it goes, I mean, day three, we've got some decent game matchups as well with Ireland versus Scotland uh, and England versus Tonga. Um, the uh, England, England should be Tonga, let's be honest, but that Ireland Scotland one could be. Um, uh, will will definitely be, be 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 a tasty one as well. So it's a cracking opening weekend to the uh, to the Rugby World Cup. You can see why they've done Japan versus Russia because that's a game that Japan should win. Always great to have the hosts kick off with a victory. Um, the last thing you want to do is have everyone upset in the, in Japan uh, at the beginning of the tournament. So yeah, cracking um, start to the tournament there with um, uh, with with, uh, with with that one. Um, so yeah, so Fiji looking good at the moment. Uh, they'll because so they're going to come over here um, and play uh, the the the, uh, the New Zealand Marys weekend. Uh, sorry, the Mary All Blacks this weekend for um, that return fixture. They then go into the Pacific Nations Cup where they play Japan, Canada, uh, Samoa um, before having that um, game against Tonga over in the um, uh, in Park as part of the Pacific Challenge, uh, and then head off to the Rugby World Cup. But we are not the uh, Fiji edition. We are the All Blacks edition. So, um, uh, so interesting news there from uh, is that actually Braden Enor, George Bridge, and Severis have travelled with the squad to uh, Argentina. Uh, I think they're the only, the only Crusaders to do so. Uh, are you, you uh, surprised by that choice? Nah, nah, not at all. I, I thought that um, there would be at least a couple that would go. Um, you know, whether or not they'll play will be another thing. But, yeah, those younger guys, I want to kind of get them into that environment, um, get them experienced on tour. And, um, you know, there'll be a few pretty intense trainings this week. So um, I wouldn't be surprised to see any one of them be named, um, you know, maybe off the bench or something. So... So no, no surprise at all for me. And, and you can see why they take them. If you look at the other players who um, have come in from the Crusaders, we'll get what Moody Franks, um, Lua Lala, uh, Cody Taylor, um, Sam Whitelock, Kieran Reid, uh, Richie Moanga, Ryan Crotty, Jack Goodhue. All of those guys have been in or around the All Blacks um, setup for some time. I mean, Steve Hansen knows how all those guys train. He's aware of how they all uh, how they all play. He doesn't have to learn who they are. Yeah. Braden Enor, this is his first All Blacks um, squad. Sever Reese, this is the first All Blacks squad. George Bridge uh, has got one cap, but that was uh, in that extended squad for Japan. So only had a couple of weeks in or around the All Blacks um, setup. So what uh, what Steve Hansen has done here is he's taken the three players he doesn't know um, and has decided I want to get them in so I can get to know them. And to me, I think that's why they've headed to Argentina. Um, we'll talk in a second about actually who's, what the match day 23 is going to look like. But that, to me, that, that, that's to me why he's, is why he's taken them. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, those experiences will, experiences will be um, invaluable. And, and I mean, I, like I said, I think at least one of them will come off the bench and then maybe we'll see um, one of them. Um, hey, one could even start, you know, that maybe they come off the bench and they get back to New Zealand or over in Australia. So, 
Yeah, I, I think um, Hansen really wants to look at um, at Reese in particular. Um, you know, there's a lot of work to be done defensively um, with Reese, and, and I'll be aware of that. Um, f- f- you know, Braden Enor, yep, same thing. Um, probably some work all around the all around on him, but I think he's a bit of a more all round player than 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 Reese's. So, so yeah. So uh, what I'm just going to do, I'm going to bring up now and sh- share my screen so people can see the our um, the, the, the the squad. What um, I did with uh, Corf- um, Steve Cornflake, um, check out his uh, YouTube channel um, as well. Uh, is we went through and actually tried to predict our match day 23 um, going into uh, to, to to play Argentina. I'll just run through this and see see if you th- see see how you think. Uh, well, if if you think I think we've probably got some Carl and Offer to start on the two on the two as the two props with uh, Angus uh, Tuavo and Matu Molly Molly on the bench um, because obviously uh, I'm not ex- because Moody Franks and Luolala haven't travelled. I think that's pretty much um, those four are going to be in it. Any questions? Which order? Uh, I'm expecting Liam Coltman to start with um, uh, with Amur on the bench. I don't see that they need to put Coles out in this one. And obviously Cody Taylor hasn't travelled. Um, is that how you kind of see the front row shaping up? I'm sorry, I was just bringing up the screen. What, what was that that last bit, sorry? Um, so I'm so, uh, just saying that we'll probably see Liam Coltman start with Amua off the bench. Uh, I don't see the need to uh, to start Coles in this, or to put Coles in this one. Uh, or, or do you see, see things differently? I think I think it could go either way. I, th- I think they might spring a few surprises on us actually with this this opening squad. Um, so, but yeah, if, if a safer bet would be Cotman. Um, you know, give give Ramua 15, 10, 15 minutes uh, towards the end of the game. It's going to be a real fast paced game, which will um, you know really test them coming off the bench. So. I think that one could go either way, definitely. But I think your your calls on the the props are, are pretty correct as well. Uh, looking at the locks, I'm expecting Ray Retallick to be on the bench. Uh, he obviously turned out for his club side at the a couple of weekends ago. Uh, but so yeah, it's coming back from injury. Sam Whitelock clearly not travelling, which means that you've got to have Patrick uh, and Scott Barrett with injured. So clearly, so that means Patrick Tupolotu and Jackson Hemapo to start in the engine room. Um, I think Metallica will start. Um, oh, okay. Uh, yep. No, I, I think I think it will. Um, no, yeah. Uh, Tupelo and Metallica to to join. Uh, Hemapo uh, in the bench. Uh, yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, for the loose forwards, we had uh, Fafita at six, Kane at seven, Ardi Surveyor eight, with Shannon and Fazel um, probably on the bench. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, can't can't see any any difference there. So yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I can't see Luke Jacobson or uh, Dalton Papalihi um, forcing their way in uh, this uh, um, to, to jump ahead of those two. Luke Jacobson, I, very clearly uh, that uh, um, Hansen said he is last in the pecking order, uh, but will obviously have the opportunity to show himself during training. Yeah, and that's an interesting one, isn't it? Because if if not now against Argentina, then when uh, for for a guy like Luke Jacobson, uh, maybe Tonga. Um, I think you're going to see a very like a a B, maybe a C or Blacks team against Tonga. So um, yeah, Luke Jacobson might might 
have to wait till then to, to get a go. Um, but I, I would like to see them, you know, I can't see it, but it would be great to see them, you know, maybe give them a chance uh, a bit earlier than that. We'll have to wait and see. Yep. Um, come to the, 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 the scrum halves, I'm expecting Aaron Smith to start with because the Highlanders have played one less game recently than, than the Hurricanes. Leave, uh, leave TJ out, out, out this week uh, and put Brad Webber in there on the bench. Uh, I think Smith and TJ will, will be there. Um, yeah. No. You don't think you don't think they're going to give Brad Webber a go? No, no. I think they'll they'll wait a bit to see him. Maybe maybe the Springboks and Wellington. Uh, interesting. Um, then first five eight. Uh, obviously, Steve being a uh, a man from down in Invercargill uh, and being a Highlander, he reckoned uh, give Joshuani uh, the starting jersey. Um, I can't see that. I, I think we'll see Joshuani on the bench, uh, Bowden Barrett, given the starting jersey, depending on how Bowden Barrett is recovering from the in- illness he had, because he didn't travel up to Auckland initially and was uh, in Wellington. So I guess it's going to depend on his recovery from illness personally as whether he starts or, or goes on the bench. Yeah, and I think that this will be a decision that Barrett will make, actually. I think he's such a senior member of the squad It'll be a bit of a conversation. Hats will say, you, you know, do you do you want to play? Are you ready to play? You know, and if the answer is yes, he'll be starting. Um, but yeah, Joshua definitely uh, off off the bench, and um, yeah, well, who else is there really? There's no Richie Moana. So, and, and yeah, and what a meteoric rise for Josh. Uh, he's uh, but nobody was talking about him being an All Black at the beginning of the season. Um, I don't think people were just talking about whether he'd be the first choice um, at the Highlanders. Never mind uh, mm. making it into the All Black session. So, so great season for him uh, and the way that he's come through. So, yeah, it, it, this is uh, this is obviously a rugby World Cup way too early for him. But so uh, yeah, great for him to even to, to, to be uh, getting the experience um, at this level. Yeah, and he really has no right to be there. I mean, apart apart from the fact that he's just performed so well this year. And I mean, I remember. Earlier, a few months back, I was talking about Otemi Black. Um, you know, I felt that he was maybe, he's been, it feels like he's been around forever. Is he ready to go to that um, next level? He, he beats he beats Joshua Wani on experience, um, both at super and international level with, with the Maui All Blacks. And Otemi Black just completely bombed this year, really. So, um, you know, Joshua Wani has taken that spot and, and well done him. Yep, I think quite a few of us have probably had uh, Terry Black down as being kind of the next uh, as part of that crowd. Um, but um, I say, still my, my dark horse for the Rugby World Cup, Jack Debrosini. Just wait for it to happen if there's a few injuries. Um, in the centres, I've heard that Sonny Williams is not fit to go this weekend. So, no. um, so then, so therefore it has to be Lau Mappi uh, and Anton Leonard Brown in the centre there as, as Jack and Crotty aren't, aren't there. So um, uh, it's, it's a pretty simple uh, um, situation there. We'll talk about the outside back um, bench in a second, but then we've then got uh, Rico Wani, Ben Smith, Jordy Barrett, Brednan or George Bridge, Sophie Reese. Is it Rico, is it Iwani, Smith and Barrett, do you think? No, I think it's going to be... I think it'll be Iwani, um, 
Civil Race and Ben Smith. Now, is is this your I don't like Geordie Barrett, I don't think he's good enough to play for the All Blacks um, at play here, or is this uh, your your or, or, or is this some method to your madness? It's a method to my madness. I I, I don't know. <laughs> because you got Brandon or who potentially can come into centre um, off, off the bench. Um, i just got a feeling. i got a feeling. So you know, I'm going to call it now. You want to race Ben Smith. Julie In- Barrett maybe off the bench. Interesting. Okay. Um, I think it's going to be uh, Rico Rani, Ben Smith and Geordie Barrett, personally. Um, I think that the other three, having played in the final, uh, or having started in the final um, just the uh, just two weekends ago, will be given a rest. Uh, and I think we'll see probably um, George Bridge. I, George Bridge is the the senior one out of those three. I mean, with one cap, it's a bit, um, it, it's a bit laughable to call him the senior player. Um, but Braden Enor is in there as the all-rounder. The, problem, the thing is, they can put Bridge on the bench and then move Smith to uh, to centre or Geordie Barrett to centre if they need to. Um, and so I think there's probably a chance that George Bridge, as a senior player, will get um, first run out off um, off the bench. But I don't. I think I think the Crusaders will be just one player there uh, in that side, and the other two will be rested. Which is the way you were going as well, because you think Reese will start and Geordie Barrett will probably be on the bench. Yeah. Either or. <laughs> so um, this is a bit sort of the quiet before the storm. Uh, and, so I'm, uh, and so I've covered off most of what I was going to talk about um, this evening. Uh, any other kind of uh, all black sea newsy stuff that you've uh, seen around that you'd like to, like to have a chat about? Oh, well, a couple of things. Uh, just on Sonny Bill Williams, you know, um, he, he's injured again. You know, he, he, he travelled over there. He's not playing, obviously, now. Um, uh, I'm starting to lose, lose patience with this one. Um, and and I think um, Sonny himself, you know, as frustrated as he might be uh, with Ian Foster and co for, for not, not letting him push himself more this week. Um, I think Sonny needs to maybe have a bit of a quiet look in the mirror and you know, ask him, ask his body, you know, he's still able to do this. I know he wants to go to a World Cup. If he wins the, if the US win the World Cup, he, you know, he'll be a three-time World Cup winner on the trot. So there's a lot of, lot of reason for him to, to stay there. But he's not the player that he used to be for me. Um, and, and the other thing, it's not so much all blacks, but to buy Matson, um, staying with the Chiefs under Warren Gatland. Uh, really excited about that. I, I think um, Dubai will be um, the the head coach uh, in that year. That that Gatland is not is not New Zealand. So um, yeah, I guess it's just good to have have all that rugby back. And and I mean, for all the talk that Steve Hansen doesn't want to, he doesn't really mind about the result. I think that's. Uh, Ludicrous. I think if the All Blacks do lose to Argentina, um, yeah, the media will go into even more of a hyperdrive, honestly, than they have this week about the Black Caps. So everything's played for in this game, and, and I'm expecting a, um, a, a pretty, pretty decent victory, actually, for the men in black. Yeah, it's, um, well, um, the. 
it would be the first ever loss to Argentina. Um, which, so uh, I think having, um, I mean, Dane Coles, I think, was talking about the the black caps thing, but uh, being a, he, he he remembers being the first in the first team that lost to Ireland, um, and that that hurts uh, that hurt them. So uh, to be part of that, to to add this one also on the board of being the first being in that team, the first team to lose to Argentina, I think there will be some there who are not wanting to, uh, yeah, who definitely will not want to lose this one. I think they're going that, uh, yeah, they're going to be up for, the, up, up for this one, aren't they? Yeah, I think just quietly, I think the All Blacks are going to make a massive statement before this World Cup. I, I think they are going to win all these rugby championship games comfortably. Um, you know, there'll be close games, but, but I think for the most part, we're going to win by you know, at least 10 points and, and my so I just don't I think that will cut one to our you know, just small box in Australia you know, ready to go. Um so I'm yeah, I'm pretty excited. It, it's funny, you know, a lot a lot of people during the week in conversation, you know, said to me, Oh, it doesn't matter, the all bats will win the World Cup so don't get too upset about the pressure, you know. Um I, I kind of wish the attitude was a bit different here in New Zealand, you know, just that, that assumption that we're, we're going to go all the way in, in Japan, you know. The, um, uh, the interesting that uh, the All Blacks have been a bit shocked by, or a bit surprised by the change to the new, new, new um, scrumming laws uh, mm. change uh, where players have been put to shoulder uh, you've been put see the whole of the uh, the pack going through the neck, and to me that seems like a crazy situation to want to have all the weight going through your your your, your, your neck. So it's surprised there that, that that's what, that some of this axle loading uh, has been has been going on. So um, yeah, that's it's just to me it seems like a, a sensible law to bring in. You don't really want players trying to put all the whole eight plates through one neck. Um, so to me. It does, I'm surprised that they are uh, so, so shocked by it. Well, I think they weren't um, not reading between the lines. I think it, it came as a shock to them they weren't speaking it, you know, so they turned that around the week and um, that many players do. You know, I'm glad this law's in because it's going to hopefully tidy up Scrum a wee bit. Um, but yeah, just I, I kind of wonder if uh, or whoever was responsible for this maybe didn't uh, uh, consult with not just the All Blacks but many teams. So, yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how the, how the, how the scrums go um, this weekend, both in mm-hmm. the All Blacks versus the Pumas, but also in the Springboks versus the um, Wallabies um, as well. Um, so, uh, as you say, it's kind of interesting. Uh, it's just, you say it's not really um, All Blacks related, but um, as two guys who live in Hamilton, um, and so hence do a lot, of, a lot with Waikato and also with the Chiefs. But um, so uh, you say uh, Matson staying with the Chiefs next year. Uh, interesting to say that he's actually not talked uh, to Gatland yet um, about uh, about. You know, he said no, I haven't done yet. Well, and truly think about the World Cup. It's got to be a bit of a concern, isn't it, for the Chiefs that. Uh, the Gatlin's focusing on so much on the World Club. Matson's, pardon me, uh, assisting with Fiji 
So, uh, yeah, who's actually going to concentrate on the uh, the Chiefs setting up the Chiefs preseason? Uh, it's the big question. I mean, you've still got um, the likes of Neil Barnes um, hanging around. Um, but, but yeah, you know, I, I think, like we mentioned, I think it was last week or the week before, I, no, actually it was when, when we had coffee, you know, I said um, what worries me is that Gatlin's just gonna, kind of going to come in at the end of the year and, um, not really going to get that opportunity to to get the the leadership team together and, and assistant coaches and really sit down have, have that white session. You know they need to do that at the Chiefs, um, but it sounds like nobody's really going to be around until until the end of November. So yeah, interesting. So yeah, so it's going to be interesting how that all, how that 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 all um, uh, pans out. But yeah, uh, yeah, continuity with Matson there. Uh, is is good to see, uh, and we'll see how that um, how that pans out. As you say, still no uh, yeah no news yet as to who will take over for uh, Gatland when he's away in the second year with the with the Lions uh, before coming back to for, to for the for the years three and four of his contract. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that all um, how that all pans out. But um, good to hear, as you say, that Tobias Matson is is sticking around uh, for that continuity. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you very much, sir, um, for joining me. Everybody, don't forget to check out the Accidental Offside podcast um, that uh, Michael does. He had this one out, uh, was talking um, about the Crusaders and their final win. Um, so have a listen to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll have one um, coming up uh, probably Friday. Don't know how many to that, but hopefully Friday. I've already recorded it, all about, all about Ronald Gatland, actually, and but about to buy Matson as well. So, so you make sure you guys check that out. And thanks for having me, Paul. Thank you very much for joining me. Uh, that's uh, the Excel offside is available on YouTube and also uh, by via all your best podcaster apps or catchers or whatever they're called nowadays, Spotify and anchors and SoundCloudy things and all that kind of stuff. So go check, um, go check that out. Um, Thank you, everybody. Don't forget to subscribe and all of that kind of stuff. Um, this weekend, we have obviously got the Rugby Championship kicking off, so um, I won't be doing live post-match reactions but uh, straight after the games, but there will be um, post-match reactions to both of the uh, Rugby Championship games. I'm heading uh, down to Tyra for their last home game of the season, catching some more club rugby, keeping it, uh, keeping it real with the grassroots. Um, so if you're uh, out in the Coromandel, do pop over and uh, watch the game on Saturday. It's their final one of the season, and uh, so I'm sure there'll be a couple of beers in the clubhouse afterwards as well to celebrate the end of the season. Um, as I say, uh, we'll, I'll be back tomorrow night with Stephen, uh, sorry, with Steve from Cornflake um, Channel. Uh, we'll be looking at previewing the two games individually, uh, as hopefully we'll have the match day 23s available to us to do that. Um, and then we'll be back on Monday with post with a post um, uh, well weekend review. Um, of all the action as well so uh, keep it here uh, and uh, have a great weekend everybody